Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's Global Intelligence Update. And we've got a great guest with us this week. As always, Marie LaRue is the media strategist to visionaries and international speaker, trainer, and facilitator, host to the League of Visionaries podcast and founder of Yazi Media Virtual Media House. Marie empowers experts, professionals, and entrepreneurs worldwide to share the visionary message in a traditional and online media to create the impact they deserve and the profits and they deserve. Incidentally, so the Circle of Excellence member Ian Hatton of Totally Morpheus, who delivered last week's Global Intelligence pre uh, presentation, is Marie's poster client. So that reel that we saw, that amazing reel. <laughs> Marie has ignited audience with practical presentations, training and workshops in Malaysia, Taiwan, Oman, South Africa, and of course, internationally online. Today, she hosts the League of Visionaries podcast and a monthly media strategy for visionaries events, all open to public online. In her members-only media strategy mafia, visionaries enjoy further support as they develop and implement their effective media strategy. So Marie's trademark is what her audience take home, an unstoppable enthusiasm, enthusiasm and bumper virtual toolkits with hands-on next steps to take the learning further. Wow, Marie, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you so very, very much, Chris. And it's wonderful to have all our Global Intelligence Update members and listeners today. And I hope that you're all in the right Zoom room uh, or listening to the right episode. So let's do a quick pulse check here. I'd like to ask you, and I think the answer is a yes, but let's see. Do you have a visionary message to share with the world? And you can give us a yes in the chat or a big thumbs up. Yes, that looks good. Great, Joni. Aisha, that is awesome. Very, very good to see. Yes, Ian, thank you for that one in the chat. Looking good. Then we're halfway there. This is really the right session for you if you've got a visionary message to share. But there's another condition, and uh, that is what will make the next hour worthwhile for you. And that is, would you love to be recognized more widely as the expert in your niche and have the right clients, those ideal clients, come to you ready to do business with you rather than your having to hunt them down? Is that another yes for you? So we've got one yes from a lot of you already. Yes, very good. Excellent. Great to see. I'm seeing a lot of yeses. That is awesome. Fantastic. Thank you, Stephanie. Looking good. Yes. Yeah, Bo, Andile. Thank you. Excellent. Well, you're in the right place. You're always good to know that. That is what we'll be talking about today. But let's get into a little bit more of the specifics of where we are headed. We have three outcomes today that I've promised you in our uh, promotional materials for this session. And the first is that we want to help to establish your expert reputation. And we're going to be looking at how to do that in ways that really build your credibility without you having to go and blow your own trumpet. So get other people on the trumpet for you. And then we're going to do some media DIY, the good old hacks that publicity experts and PR people have been using for ages, but also the newer tricks that are available to you with the online media of today. 
And the third is media trends of the moment and how you can really harness those so that you can share your visionary message with a visionary media strategy that is going to bring people to you. In other words, your organic marketing system to sell without selling. Does that sound good? Are we in the right place? Outstanding. Well, in addition to that, I've put a nice big plus sign because you're probably going to hear a couple of more tricks and tips and hacks and things that you can do to take your media strategy further, to spread the word wider. And you've heard about the toolkit. So at the end of our session, you will be receiving the link to a virtual toolkit that is your media strategy for visionaries toolkit with a bunch of resources there is a, a brief video recording of this presentation that has all the details in case you need to watch it again in a quick summary there's also a pdf with all the magic links that i'll be sharing with you throughout this session so yes you want to take notes fantastic but you don't have to you get to be lazy as well uh, and uh, we're always into enjoying the moment, right? So go with the moment, go with the flow, whatever is going to work for you, you will have access to the links after. And there's also a very special invitation waiting for you at the end. But for those of you who are with us live, another little extra carrot to stay on is that there is a prize today for somebody who's been paying good attention and who's ready to take action where you can walk away with a media strategy um, assessment or a media strategy audit or if you prefer a LinkedIn profile audit. So one of you is going to walk away with one of those. So if you're paying attention and thinking, taking this information and applying it and ready to take action, that's waiting for you. So we've got a lot to cover in the next hour or so. And uh, there will also, this will include a little bit of time for Q&A. So do Keep in mind, what questions do you have? What is it that you'd like to have answered? Or if you have brilliant ideas and suggestions to share, we're listening out for those at the end of our session. But let's begin with a little story. It's 4.45 a.m. on a chilly autumn morning, pitch black dark, way, way back before the great lockdown, in 2019. And the first light breaking through this darkness is of my alarm. And my alarm is very specially set with exactly what I need to hear. The ringtone that I made and recorded for myself because I knew I was going to need it. And it sounded like this. Duncan, Duncan, da la da dun, da pa 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 bum bum. Oh yes, I am so happy. Oh yes, life is so good. Oh yes, everything is working out just the way it should, just the way it should, just the way it should. Now the reason why I'm listening to this at 4:45 is not because it's necessarily feeling true at that moment. It isn't but because I know I'm going to be needing that with the day ahead. The day ahead and the 18 months ahead. Because I've just committed to putting my life on pause, 
putting my career on pause, to become a caregiver, to take care of a traumatic brain injury patient who suddenly cannot do all those little things that we do for ourselves every day, whether it's getting a drink of water, fixing a cup of coffee, getting a meal, writing an email, remembering what to do throughout the day, and keeping a frame of mind and a quality of life that makes life worth living. Because this a brain injury survivor, in the process of his injury, has lost the use of his legs, his arms, his hands. He's developed a speech impairment, and his memory has become notoriously unreliable exactly when it needs to be reliable. And although this is not the career that I chose for myself, this patient is someone in who I have a very special vested interest. He's my brother, my only sibling. And he is in a process of recovering from this injury, which he'd sustained in 2011. So we're eight years into the injury and we've seen a lot of improvements, but I always had a sense that he could do more, that he could be more independent, that he could maybe do more for himself, sustain a better mood rather than go through his days with a sense of futility, frustration, and constant pain being top of mind, that maybe we could bring a purpose, a visionary message to top of mind for him. And so over those next 18 months, my days went to spending time with my brother, Max, taking care of every need that he would have previously taken care of for himself with a goal of seeing how can we improve. And in the course of those 18 months, we went to better mobility, better manual dexterity. He developed the skill of speaking again in a way that not only his inner circle could understand him, but anybody who met him could have a conversation with him. We read through piles and piles and piles of books and discussed them all the way from Eastern philosophy to Western anthroposophy and all the different little things in between. Everything that interested him, we read up on, we learned more and we brought it together. And from going through days of frustration, of screaming with pain and frustration, he moved into being able to sleep through the night, do things that he enjoyed more often, express himself more eloquently, and even take his visionary message and put it into a, a stronger version of a manuscript he'd put together long, long, long before his accident. And so we came out of this whole experience with him having a little book that he could provide to the world. So when people said, what can I do to help? People said, tell me more about what you, your, your view on life. He could provide them with a book. And uh, this was a tremendously empowering step. And over these uh, 18 months, all these developments took place. And it was really wonderful to see that he developed so much more agency, independence, motivation over that time. And it became time to move on 
And uh, he went back to other caregivers, continued working with his wonderful team of therapists, and sustained a really uh, much enhanced life over the next years. Until the toll of these years of deterioration started to show. And his pain once again increased, his independence started fading. And two Sundays ago, his life came to an end. After this tremendous roller coaster ride of going from being an independent young man to suddenly being completely dependent, regaining his independence, and then capturing these ideas of his, these visionary messages that he had to share with the world. And then knowing that the time is up. And having taken that visionary message of his and put it in his little book, as the family and the people around him have been coming to terms with this tremendous change and with life without him, we realized that we now have his book. We have a piece of his legacy that carries on beyond his lifetime and also gives people a way to remember him, gives his children a way to better understand him. And that visionary message becomes something that is bigger than the individual who has lived. So yes, you are still in the right Zoom room because that, that visionary message is exactly what each one of us has. Whether it is at this point in our lives where we think, well, that's the way that I make my living. That is the way that I build my business, the way that I build my brand. That visionary message also becomes a legacy that outlives each one of us. And that is where we want to head today. The time that I could spend with Max outside in the sun, sitting under a tree, talking about the world and life, and then condensing his ideas into that little book of his, and then later receiving his permission to continue with further books. Because you see, our love language is food. And he put his effort and his attention and his passion into food and how people can use food as a way of um, making their lives better, bringing them closer to nature, empowering them, and bringing joy, even in a position like his. That became such a powerful message for him, but also for those who are left behind. And that brings us to our theme today, your visionary message and what it can do, not only for your business, but for truly making that mark on the world and leaving your legacy and getting the world out there. And we'll start with this wise man, Socrates, who said, the way to gain good reputation is to endeavor to be what you desire to appear. Now, it's very, very possible that um, we often feel that sense that I have the big message. I don't always feel worthy. I don't always feel that I can embody the message. I don't always feel that I'm able to share this message in the way that it deserves. But Socrates has a great answer for us, and that is to really go and endeavor to be what you desire to appear. And so much of this power of the system of 
uh, an organic marketing system to sell without selling really revolves around this ability to endeavor to be what you desire to appear, to share your visionary message, but even more than that, to live your visionary message. And the power of media is that when you live your visionary message, there is a way to spread the word. There is evidence right out there, whether people see it in person, whether they see it in you on a stage, whether they read your book, or whether they happen to find you on social media or a podcast or in a blog or in a magazine. And that is the power that we want to tap today. Now, anybody who's in this meeting today is probably a, a member of the Circle of Excellence or the Octopus Tribe, and you are already making a great study of how you build your business and your brand in a way that it represents you. One of the keys here is, as you will know, your value, and your value is determined by your uniqueness. And that's why we have 101 flavors here, and your flavor is a unique one, unlike anybody else's. But the value is very different. You may be on an icy mountain where nobody cares about ice cream, no matter what your flavor. But if you happen to find yourself in a desert, you can be probably any flavor you want to be. There will be a demand for you. It's really a matter of where are you needed and where is your uniqueness valued. And that unique message of yours needs to be placed in that environment where the people who need it are looking for you. And that is a big part of making this visionary message of yours heard, building your visionary media strategy so that you can be seen as that expert that you truly are, but you may still be looking to build the reputation. A lot of this has to do with trust. When your clients decide to jump out of that airplane with you, whether it's to be their coach or to come and listen to your talk or perhaps to, uh, to read your book or even just to follow you on social media to start seeing what is it that you're actually talking about because you look like somebody who's got something worth saying and something they want to hear. They need to trust you. And of course, you are an expert in your field and you know it, you've got all this great equipment. And so you go out there and you tell people that you are the expert and that's all good and well. The only problem is why should they believe you? <laughs> We'd love for people to be engaged with us and trusting us because they already have good evidence. Now, um, many of you will know that in the world of social media and marketing, we often talk about uh, the social proof that other people already trust you, whether this is through testimonials or it happens because there's word of mouth. But when people already trust you, You've got a whole lot more credibility than when you have to be the one blowing your own trumpet and explaining what you do. But the moment that somebody else has placed you as the expert, you're in a much stronger position. And who could that be? Well, you've probably tapped the power of testimonials in your work. You have probably had the, the privilege of being recommended by people who've worked with you before, or people who've heard about you. But 
one great way to take that platform and make it so much bigger is to make use of the media. And until not all that recently, this meant traditional media, which could have been print, magazines, newspapers, with a long cycle from one uh, opportunity to appear to the next. And then we started to see the internet evolve and we had blogs and podcasts and YouTube channels and all the many different media that are available there. But what's wonderful today is that there are so many opportunities to tap both. Because let's say you're on a TV show or you're on the radio or you're in a, you're in a newspaper, there is probably online evidence of that as well. So once you appear there, you also have the chance to appear online thanks to your offline appearance. And uh, although for a long time it seemed very fashionable to really focus on the online element only, it became quite clear to me that people were focusing so strongly on the online element that we've forgotten of the value of traditional media and even more traditional broadcast media as a way to build strong credibility because the internet is powerful. But uh, the truth is, especially nowadays, there are so many ways to cheat your way into the online world and to into a strong online presence, but people still put a really high esteem and prestige on the value of traditional media, not so. If you think about the different uh, resources that you look at and that you trust, well, we all have become very impressed by appearing on a popular blog or on a podcast. But if you happen to have been cited on CNN or in the New York Times, well, these still do carry a little bit more weight, don't they? And the great thing is the online world gives us a chance to tap both. We can have the online world as well as the traditional media world and uh, build that wider reputation there. So isn't it great if before people jump into your plane and jump out of it with you as their tandem partner, as a client, that they already have that trust in you. And that is what we'd like to do with our visionary media strategy. See, the difference there is that we can buy advertising, right? And in a world where it's become really easy to buy your way into an advert, well, we appreciate advertisements, but we don't necessarily give them the same kind of credibility as we do publicity. You can have your beautiful signs up throughout the, uh, the billboards and the radio stations and the TV channels and nowadays all the different social media platforms. But the truth is, we know you're paying for it. So even if your ads impress us, we're probably going to uh, we're probably going to be a little bit skeptical, right? Yes, and I see in the chat, we see, I do not automatically trust adverts, right? We're all a little bit careful because we know somebody is paying for it, and maybe we'll be convinced. But most of us will probably want to do our homework. Now, ad advertising means you need to pay and people might not believe you, but guess what? Publicity can actually be won for free. 
And that is part of the system that we love to hack. With a media strategy, if you can take advantage of publicity, you're not only not paying, which is lovely, but you're also getting a far more credible way of placing yourself in the media. And you are there as an expert. And there's something even better. Remember the snow-capped mountains and the desert? You can put yourself in the desert where people want the ice cream that you are because you can be sure that your peer, your publicity, appears in different media platforms where people are actually interested in what you have to say. So there is already context. You know you're reaching the right people, and that is incredibly powerful. Through the years, a lot of people have paid a lot of money for publicists, and publicists do do excellent work. The question is whether you really need a publicist, especially if you're starting out or you run a small business, or if you just want to make sure that you really have personal control over the kind of quality of the work that you get. And there is a lot of DIY hacking that you can do to build your publicity presence online. And that is one of the great things that we are looking into today. So if you're curious to see where we can go, that, um, uh, that you can have your name up in the lights that are the lights that you need, the area where you need to be seen as an expert, that is where we're headed. Because the question is, your ideal clients are out there, but where are they looking for you? And are you there? Let's go take a look. Your clients might be looking at YouTube, they might be watching TV, they might be listening to the radio, they might be podcast fans. There are so many places where they get their information. They get their trusted information from the experts who are, are their sources. These could be journalists, reporters, documentary filmmakers. They could be uh, people who are writing a passion blog on a niche area that is exactly right for the kind of people who are looking for you. They could be podcasters. They could be YouTubers. And guess what? They already have your audience. Your audience are listening to them on a weekly basis, they're reading their articles, they're collecting their things, they're bookmarking material, they are putting it on their YouTube favorite watch list. They're looking for you. The only problem is, if you're not there, how are they gonna find you? So let's go see, how do you get there? Would you like to know? Can I see a big thumbs up or a yes in the chat? Yes, fantastic. Let's go get them. Wonderful. Because here's the one problem. You are looking for your clients. Your clients are looking for you. <laughs> and in the middle, there is a link. That link is the media creators. It could be a journalist, a filmmaker, a podcaster, a YouTuber. It could be a, a blogger. 
there are people who have your audience and they have a similar problem. Their problem is that they need expert sources and they need great content. And you can solve their problem because here we are, you need clients, your clients need you, and the, uh, the creators and journalists and reporters need information, they need sources, they need content. Now, the way to solve all three of these problems is that you approach these creators with the content that they need, whether they need an expert quote, maybe they need an article from time to time, maybe they need just your opinion, or maybe they want to interview you. Your problem is solved because you are now reaching your clients through their platform. Their problem is solved because they've got expert content coming from you and you are placed as an expert. And your ideal clients have their problem solved because they now have their content that is coming to them with the information they need. And they're now introduced to you, the expert who can solve their problem. This is a beautiful match made in heaven. So let's make it happen. I'd like to share with you five fantastic ways to get featured in the media. And if you'd like to take notes, you are very, very welcome. You might want to take notes because uh, you remember that, uh, that little prize of the, the media uh, strategy audit or the LinkedIn profile audit. Well, something in here might come in handy to, uh, to get you that prize if you're after it. So let's go take a look. We've got our five ways and counting down from number five is make use of media requests. Now, there are several services that regularly let uh, experts know when journalists, reporters, filmmakers, bloggers, podcasters, vloggers are looking for material. Um, and there are a number of them. The most famous that some of you might be uh, familiar with is called Harrow or Help a Reporter. Dot org and uh, or sorry helperreporter.com and all these links are in the um, virtual toolkit that you'll get after our session so don't worry too much about the links themselves you'll have them later and another great one especially for Australia New Zealand area but they also cover internationally is called sourcebottle.com now both of these provide you with a daily uh, sometimes as much as three times daily media requests. So if there are people who are looking for someone like you, well, they will let you know there. One small issue is it's a little bit of work to sift through all that. And I've got a solution for that for you as well. So stay tuned because there are ways to get just the highlights without having to sift through all the information yourself. That's number five, make use of these media requests. And by the way, if you are based in South Africa, um, many of you have also tried out the South African version called mediaalerts.co.za. And Media Alerts sends out one email a day for the South African market. There are often things from major radio stations, publications, bloggers, and even publicity opportunities with things like competitions, etc. So plenty of opportunities there. Number four, 
and become an expert contributor or source. And to do that, you can see where are the publications that might need a piece from you, a publication or a, a, a blog, a podcast, or even a YouTube channel where an expert like you could be of value. And if you become a regular contributor there, then of course people know about you. It's not more trouble to get the opportunity to do a series of contributions than it is to get one article. So if you're going to pitch one article, why not say, well, by the way, I can do a series for you and here's how it will work. And you can even negotiate your rights so that you can syndicate your material to different people. You keep the rights to it and you can even resell it in other places. So um, a lot of this, a lot of publicity might not be paid opportunities, but it's free publicity. But hold on to your material because you may be able to capitalize on that financially later. So number four is that um, expert contributions. Counting down to number three, we have podcast guesting, a wonderful, wonderful way to share your message with an audience that's very, very committed. Podcasts have been on the rise for several years now, and they've now reached a, such a high penetration that there are many, many, many podcasts out there. This means whether you want to be on a massive podcast or just start learning the ropes and go on a tiny newish podcast with a small following, there are many opportunities. And podcasters, many of them need a guest every week. They are looking for you. And in the media strategy toolkit that I'll share with you at the end of the session, you'll also find a couple of places where you can go and find people who are looking for you. So uh, there are services that match uh, podcasters and podcast guests for free. And then there are those who do it at a pretty high price. So uh, which you prefer to use is up to you, but give it a try and see how much that can have an, an impact for you. A wonderful advantage of podcasting, and Chris will confirm this because the Global Intelligence Update podcast has such a tremendous reach. And the moment that you're on a podcast, you actually have a very wide digital footprint. So Google yourself after showing up on a podcast and you'll be amazed how, um, how much more famous you suddenly got on the internet. <laughs> and uh, that is a very powerful way to build your presence online and help the right people find you, especially because podcast audience listeners tend to be very focused on their topic. So they'll be very keen to know what you have to say. So number three, podcast guesting. But now we've been talking about some rather impersonal ways to um, find people who are looking for you. And that's a little bit reactive. It's not very proactive. So how about getting really proactive? And that's our number two is connect with creators. Go and say hello to the people who are creating content for your ideal audience. Get to know them, get trusted by them, and show them how you can help. Very often, pushing it doesn't necessarily work, but what might be helpful is if you are making a contribution to their online communities and showing yourself, demonstrating yourself to be a valuable resource, they might come to you. And very, very often, 
This approach of letting people come to you is a lot more powerful than running after them. So go and introduce yourself to content creators and allow them to connect the dots. I, I think it's always good to be very uh, to be very open in that sense to allowing people to make to take the first step themselves. You can put down the cookie crumbs, the little trail of, of crumbs to lead them to you, but let them decide that they want to come to you because at the very worst, it's incredibly flattering when somebody comes to you and says, hey, could you come and be on my podcast or uh, contribute to my blog, etc." And it puts you in a stronger negotiating position, doesn't it? Uh, I'm a little bit evil that way but keep yourself in the negotiating position whenever you can. And then number five is simply to contribute to a media outlet, become a regular contributor. And uh, that allows you to have this authority of being somebody who is seen as the expert within their field and within their audience. Now, um, one, one of the great reasons why that is so valuable is very simply that you've probably experienced the pressure of people saying to you, oh, you should have a blog, you should have a podcast, you should have a YouTube channel, you should have all these many, many things. And the truth is, it's a lot of hard work. And if you have them, I salute you, I applaud you, well done. But you know that it can be a lot of maintenance and it can take your eye off the ball from your core activities. So unless you have a team or while you're still feeling the water and you're new to sharing a new message, why not leverage what is already out there? So become a contributor. And uh, if you've been taking notes, fantastically done. A quick roundup. Number five, media requests. Number four, expert contributions. Number three, podcast guesting. Number four, connect with creators. And number five, contribute to a media outlet. And again, you'll find all that in your toolkit at the end of the session. But it always helps, even with these universal principles, to be a little bit in touch with what is happening in terms of trends in the media. So um, one of the most fascinating things is to see how trends move over time. And very often, it's not just a flavor of the week or a flavor of the month, but it can actually really be to your advantage to see that we're riding a wave and take advantage of it. So there are five media trends of the moment that have been growing over the past years. And in 2023, they've really come to reach a strong uh, kind of leverage point. So if you are taking advantage of these, great. Also ask yourself, how can you make even more of them? So there are five of them. And the first one that we have up here is all about personal personalization and a community and tribe focus. So much of that is about who we are individually, right? If you think about this community, although everybody here has a strong individual bent, a strong individual message, you also have something in, in common. You're a tribe because you share your entrepreneurial vision and uh, you support each other in that. 
more and more as virtual communities have grown around passions and a passion economy is evolving. And at the same time, in many ways, we're not spending as much time physically with people as we used to. Well, this idea of being personal, but also looking around a community, a passion community, and communities of interest and tribes is very, very powerful. So whenever you can reach your clients in that way, really taking advantage of this idea of a tribe and a community that cares about the same things, you're in a strong position. Is that the same as traditional target marketing? Well, yes and no, because nowadays you have more ways to personalize and more ways to really communicate with that individual group. So take the universal principle, but also take advantage of the things that can help you better understand your ideal client and your ideal community, and also the tools that are now evolving, um, whether it is your customer relationship management software or the data that you're collecting from your uh, different clients to help to understand them better. Number two is the trend towards sustainability, a, a sense of accountability within our role in the world, in our communities, in the environment, and also really having that inclusion, giving everybody a chance to be part if they follow the same passion, if they really are a member of the tribe, and also having the diversity, the opportunity to really include people from wherever they are. Um, there's a new kind of exclusion in the world today, and that is simply, are you interested, right? Are you a member of my tribe? But that tribe does not have to be defined by the traditional demographics that we might have in the past, but it does need to be defined by the fact that we all have that particular passion. The third is the passion economy and the celebration of creators. We are in a world where we can share the visionary message. And when you ignite that in your people, you have a stronger following, a stronger way to reach them with your message and with your media strategy. Then we have our fourth, and that is the interactivity. There is tremendous power nowadays in all the software we have, in the media we have, in video, and all these tools that are available to us. How can you use them? You don't need to use all of them, but they can certainly be of value to you. And number five is the ease nowadays of virtual checkout and doing business online. If you're using it, wonderful. How can you make it easier? How can you make more of it? And if you're not using it, don't let this one pass you by. We really are in a world where you can do business internationally, leading straight through from your visionary media uh, strategy and your message out there in the world and the way that it reaches and influences people. Now, you heard a couple of these tips um, in terms of where you can find information. Well, I would like to share with you one resource that is a great way to get media requests without having to sift through everything. 
I run a LinkedIn group called the Media Strategy for Visionaries Community, and the QR code and the link here will take you straight there. It is also in your toolkit, so you don't need to rush now. But uh, this LinkedIn group is a place to share media requests, and I'm also bringing in journalists and creators who may be looking for you. So this is a great way to go and connect with people, go and find places where there might be an opportunity for you to share your message. And then finally, I also run the Media Strategy Mafia. And the Media Strategy Mafia is an insider circle, like a good old-fashioned mafia where we take care of each other to support each other to build and grow that visionary message. And right now, the Media Strategy Mafia uh, gathers once a month. There is a free membership that gives you access to other special opportunities if you want to do other media um, experiments or get to know other people who are perhaps your potential clients or can just support you, that's a great place. And yes, of course, the link is in the toolkit that's coming. And so you might be a little bit curious about this toolkit. I'm about to give you the link. But first, I have a question for you. And this is the question to get you that opportunity to a media strategy or LinkedIn audit. And the question is... What are you going to get started on today to build your visionary media strategy? And you can take a moment to think about this because this is not going to be a race. This is for the most original and innovative and inspiring answer. So what are you going to do today? to start building your visionary media strategy. And when you're ready, you can drop it in the chat. And uh, we'll take a look after our Q&As to see who. <laughs> oh, I see it's popping already. Lovely. Thank you, Joni. Um, and, and we will see who uh, will be taking that uh, session back with us. But let's also get some inspiration is a great way to go check what everybody is saying in the chat. So after our questions, we'll get back to those. I'd also like to share with you the link to the Media Strategy for Visionaries Toolkit. So there, there is your link. It's bit.ly forward slash NSV Toolkit, or you can scan the QR code. Well, I'm excited to take a look at Stephanie. I see you've also got something there in the comments. And from here, I'd love to open the floor if anybody has questions or comments you'd like to share. And we'll come back to your answers on the chat in a moment. Chris. Hi, Marie. Right. And oh, I see there was an interesting comment from Ian who says when he worked for Microsoft, one of his biggest learnings was that he had a far greater return from PR than from advertising spend. Very, very true. Great. And we've got some interesting answers coming up in the chat. But in the meantime, any other questions? I think you guys are more than welcome to unmute yourself if you'd like to have a, a question answered by Marie. 
Marie. Um, yes. Hi there. So this uh, helloareporter.com, um, you mentioned that it does take quite a bit of sifting through. Um, knowing that I focus on resilience, mental, emotional, and physical, um, is, it, is it worth me doing and how much sifting? I mean, can you give me a, an idea? Mm, yes. So with a helper reporter, um, there are hundreds of requests every day. So right. it is a fair bit of sifting. So there are two approaches to take. If you have somebody, it could be you, but if you have somebody, and I know that, that you're um, working with your fantastic assistant. So yeah. if you have somebody who's willing to read through everything, that's the best way to make sure you miss nothing. But another way is to set up a filter or a rule on your email so that there are keywords that might be useful for you. So you might look, for example, for resilience, but you might also look at some of the things like life coaching, um, some of your keywords. I know you work with sleep, for example. So if you have keywords, put them in a filter so that only the uh, emails that include that keyword come up for you. And then when the email does actually show up in your inbox, you run a search for your keywords. So you only find what you need and you don't have to read through everything. That sounds incredible. Um, I would need a 101 uh, where I put that filter keyword. Mm. Mm. It's a very good question. And it's one that I'd love to love to follow up on with you. Thank you. Yes. I, I, I don't know how to put a filter keyword, but I'll, I'll work it out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and, and that's a good question. So I'd love to um, work on an answer for that for you so we okay. can share it with the community. Thank you, Thank you Joni. I Stephanie. Um, thank you, um, Marie. Very, very insightful and something that I'm going to explore as well. I just wanted to find out from you with regards to the medical and scientific field, how much experience or feedback have you got in, in this regard? Because um, talking about passion and things like that, it's, it's not that scientific. But in my field, in my niche field that I actually serve, um, I really am a bit scared, honestly. That's why my LinkedIn is not that active, because I really need to know what I'm putting out there is scientifically proven, which I know it is but that I need to play this safe because my audience is more scientifically and medically maybe um, orientated. So I was just wondering your, your feedback or experience in that field. You make a very, very valid point because uh, Stephanie, the, um, the key within your field, especially medicine, law, these kinds of professional fields, the the best thing you can do is do your homework and your due diligence and make sure that you do have that expertise and if that means staying within a very small niche of expertise that's already one one good way to work with it but uh, whatever uh, credentials whatever new research is there and and the fact is it would be very difficult to always get everything 100% right so keeping your disclaimers available is also important. Um, being sure that your privacy policy and terms and conditions and these things do give you enough cover, but also that you can speak out. And, and yes, very often that does mean um, if you are on a podcast to be sure that you say 
here is what I do specialize in. Here is something where you want to speak to uh, your, uh, but you need a personal opinion, right, um, on your individual case. But uh, yes, whatever credentials you can bring to it, and then your disclaimers definitely matter. Thank you. Thank you. Good question. And I think we might have time for one more. I'm having so much fun with these uh, answers in the chat. <laughs> Maria, I'm going to have to be rude. I've got to get on another call. But I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And uh, you're always incredibly abundant. I really want to give you that uh, accolade. You are really a most generous and abundant person. And um, this has been very worthwhile. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you so much, Joni. And thank you for being with us. Lovely. I'm, I'm going to take a quick look through these answers we had from Joni, helpreporter.com, because I believe in doing that one thing. And that, that's a really powerful one. Yes, great. And uh, Stephanie, the media requests, wonderful to become an expert contributor is really a powerful one in the medical field. And there are a lot of people looking for that. Very nice. Aisha says, source bottle, Rowan, stronger online business and using the sources like help a reporter, fantastic. Aisha, going to pitch my journey of celebrating, showcasing New Zealand's leading corporates who are pledging 1% uh, of profits. Kubis says, I'm going to do some more research on how to pitch what I do to be relevant to what people are looking for. Very nice. Giving them what they want is so important. Sue, contributing existing articles, very smart, very smart, to media outlets in the form of a series. Yes, very, very nice. I've got two favorites. <gasps> this is hard. This is hard. Anybody got a vote for, for a big one here? Let's take a look at our votes because I see we've got a bunch of emojis on here. There's one here that I am going to pick for a specific reason, and that is the resourcefulness of it. It can become really tricky to constantly pitch new material to new people all the time. And for that reason, I think the smartest, most strategic answer we have here is from Sue, who says, contributing existing articles to offer to media outlets in the form of a series. And that's such a good tip that I think it's one we can all snatch from you, Sue. A really, really good one. Thank you so much. And Sue, I luckily know where to find you on LinkedIn. So we'll be in touch to, uh, to and you can let me know if you want to do a LinkedIn profile or a media strategy audit. Thank you so very much. Chris, thank you very, very much. And what a beautiful, beautiful group today. Thank you all. Oh, thank you for, for joining us, Marie. We really appreciate all the insight and all the information that you shared with us. I think we're going to implement what you just said. And um, just for those, again, just go and scan the QR code there and you'll be able to get to the, um, the virtual toolkit. So thank you, Marie, and thank you for everyone attending. I hope you guys have a great week ahead. We'll see you guys again next week. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, everybody. Bye all.